radioinfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val in the basement and Beans. Just a little uh, disclaimer, today we may hear some banging, right, Frank? I mean... Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, they may have to come down here to t- turn the water main off, but um, uh, if the sledgehammer starts swinging, I guess we'll know. All right. Well, lots of work going on over there in the Frank abode. Yeah. Maybe we'll be blessed enough to see an Aurora make an appearance again today. Well, Aurora, as of right now, as of when I came down here, was still sleeping. Wow. I, I, opened, I opened up her door and um, you know, I went in there and <laughs> and uh, you know she but she was sick a couple of days ago she had like a she had like an i don't know she was just a little out of it a couple of days ago and uh, she bounced back quick but whatever she feels under the weather the next five days wonderful naps and wonderful wonderful sleep she catches up a little piece yeah. a little piece all right well we've got a lot on tap today frank i want to start the show well first of all the title of the show today is look we did something <laughs> because it's about the farce of criminal indictment that they put down on Hunter Biden, which almost isn't even worth talking about because of how absurd and stupid and ridiculous. And it's really only an excuse for them to say, look, we are also prosecuting the president's son with something that most people will go to jail for for decade and he will never see a day inside of a jail cell for because he caught a plea deal. Yeah. And then, like, the date that they charged him and the date of the plea deal are the same. Which It's just, there's a lot of... Oh, it's it's a, a remarkably... Uh, it's just a remarkable offering of, you know, usually people look for their pound of flesh. This is an, uh, an embarrassing ounce of flesh. And I don't know. I, I just... You think about what, like, what the Mark, what Marco Polo did. Oh, that yeah. Whole, that, I mean, that, that alone, to see what this has been reduced to... So that you can give people like Stephen King and Rob Reiner the ability to say, "Hey, listen, you know what? I'm totally fine with it because nobody's above the yeah, law. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't lose anything, you idiots. You didn't lose and, anything." And then and <laughs> the, the the positioning by the legacy media, minor tax evasion for people who want to steal the wealth from everybody and say the rich don't pay their fair share. That sure is a spin. Oh, I wish I can. I wish I can evade some minor taxes myself yeah but i get i get hit up with extra bills from the irs when i don't pay my um my estimated taxes on time when i'm like like you didn't you didn't you didn't pay estimated taxes consistently enough when i'm just like you know tax day did i give you the full amount owed did i give you the full amount owed yes but you you weren't paying well, let's throughout say the whole year. Here. You don't owe them shit. Okay. Oh yeah. No. Well, it's, it's a gun to your head. What right. are you gonna do? Yeah. Write down my little timestamp there of approximately six minutes and twenty one seconds where I said the s bomb. My producer over at Real Talk is gonna be excited to have some work today. I'm sure by the end of the show there'll be more. Okay. The submarine, Frank. Yep. Everybody talking about the submarine. I was like disgusted to read that some people are saying, well, they're billionaires. 
Who cares? <laughs> that's the internet. That's that's or and, and it's reflective of the uh, it's reflective of the the culture that they want to have pushed there. It's gross. It's so yeah. gross. Like like yeah. So these guys who have made a life for themselves or their parents made a life for themselves and then were lucky enough to pass that along to their kids so that they could take a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar dive to the bottom of the ocean to see the Titanic deserve to die because they were billionaires. Gross. Because they're billionaires, um, because I, I saw because it's ridiculous because why are we sending a, a, a search and rescue team for a bunch of rich white guys when there are refugees who need to be uh, brought in to the to country? Um, I mean, people forget the the adventurer spirit that actually made the world what it is. Now, the, the nuance to this situation is what they went down in. Yeah, I have no. Pro- I mean, how many times did James Cameron go down to the the site of the Titanic? You know, I mean, the, the pe- people have been Titanic uh, engaging in Titanic tourism for decades at this point since they they found it in the eighties. Um, but you know, there is um, obviously it's a very pricey ticket. You're going two and a half miles underneath, but the experimental de- submersible that they were going in. And the technology powered by that, a freaking Xbox controller, which has got the, which has got the gaming world on fire. I'll just tell you because Will, you know, surfs a little gaming Twitter in his time, and the people that are looking around at at that, they're saying, well, did he use a, a an Xbox Elite controller? And is this why? Because those controllers suck. Like they're literally piloting the thing with an old gaming controller, and the inside is is all kinds of repurposed parts and. Yeah. And 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 uh, you have to be bolted in there. So even if they came up, even if they were to be able to rise on their own account, the clock would still be ticking. Somebody needs to retrieve them and and uh, unfasten like 16 bolts. God, it's terrible. God bless you. Thank you. It's terrible. Likely signs of life have been detected. Rescue plane hunting Titanic sub with five on board. Here's banging every 30 minutes near wreck, giving hope the men are alive. Near, near the wreck, they're hearing banging? That's what came out this morning. Oh, my God. They're down there in the wreck. Can you imagine? Yeah, But here's the thing. It takes about eight hours to get down there. They've they got- lost contact of an hour and 45 in. What does that mean? They have 40 that- hours left of air. Does that mean that they just did they go down in a controlled descent kind of a way? Why not hit the button to go back up at that point? I then I have no idea. I I don't know if we'll ever find out. Because if they went down, if it was just at an hour forty five, the lights went out and they just sank to the bottom. They would have still died from the pressure. You need to go down very very gradually. That's why it takes eight hours to do it. But for them to do it in that 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 oil drum. Five people in an oil drum. I could never, I could never oh, get on no, board that thing. Oh, no, 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 Here's not a not. graphic. Uh, Sunday at 8 a.m., the Titan begins its dive 400 miles off the coast of Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Sunday, 9.45 a.m., vessel loses contact. Sunday at 11.15, the last photo of the Titan shared by Hamish's company. They were missing at 5.40 as reported. They're identified. The patients are the patients. The passengers are identified. The search goes on at, at you know, whatever time the aircraft. They, they don't, they're saying they don't even know 
Only two vessels on Earth can complete the mission to get them. I, if they come back up and they're alive, it will be an absolute miracle. And I pray that that is the case because this story has captured everybody. It's very popular. That, and, and, you know, these days, whenever something gets... Whenever it gets something gets a lot of attention, then it's just like, why are we being fed this? Oh, yeah. Why uh, are we being distracted? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, th th there may be something there. Who knows? But... um I don't know. It'd be, if this is really what it is, it would be really nice to get a win and to see life preserved in a uh, a, a nearly hopeless situation. That that would be something else. But they better get a move on because it takes about if there's only if there's less than forty hours left, it takes over twenty five percent of that time to just get to up. get down. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said, I applaud the, the pioneer spirit, but the common sense is laughable. True. True. Like, I have kids now and stuff, and I'm like, a, you know, I'm adulting. I would never go skydiving at this point. The risk is too great. Something went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I have friends who skydive, and maybe, maybe um, if I was going to do it, then I, I needed to have been convinced before wife and children. Yeah. yeah, I I think I, I think I needed to have con been convinced a, a long time ago, uh, like other things too, like uh, hallucinogens and all that other stuff. Well, I posted on that yesterday. Apparently, there is a dramatic uptick in the use of psilocybin amongst teenagers, and um, I said they're looking for God. That's why they're turning. They're looking for that missing part of them that they're not experiencing right now. So they're turning to these psychedelics because they that the psychedelics provide that experience for them that they're missing. Well, psilocybin in particular has been has That's been floated for a good amount of years now as a very natural um, natural way of of treating depression. Yep. Obviously, people want to go and trip, and they want to they want to go on a, a little uh, psychedelic journey. There's there's that too. But microdosing of psilocybin has become very very common, especially with them. Um, Especially with veterans who don't want to go on any kind of real heavy pharmaceutical oh, regimen. Also, ketamine. Um, yeah, ketamine is. Uh, I, I have I have a lot of friends who actually swear by it now. Um, ketamine, psilocybin. Uh, there's there's plenty of people out there who have have very positive thoughts about kratom. Yeah. But um, but when it comes to this, Tracy, I saw this this guy. He's an anesthesiologist. And he, it was in my suggested tab on YouTube a couple of weeks ago. He was an anesthesiologist, and he said, "Here's why um, Gen Z is the loneliest generation there is." And I thought he was going to talk to talk to the audience about his experience with having people under, you know, going under anesthesia, and just the kinds of things that they're saying, and and are they expressing happier thoughts or more lonely thoughts, whatever. But he didn't go there. What he was saying is that what he is finding now more and more, especially with Generation Z, is that they are on so many mood regulators. They're on so many anti-depression, uh, anti-anxiety, anti-psychotic, all that stuff. They're on so many drugs, both over-the-counter, under-the-counter, that you had uh that they that anesthesiologists all over the place they have to have these very frank conversations with them about you know make sure that you're not you have to tell me everything because it's getting harder and harder to keep them under 
They mm-hmm. need to know exactly what they're on so that they can adjust the anesthesia. So, for example, he said that even somebody who smokes marijuana habitually, they may have to get under the info for like some kind of a a a, a, a surgery. What you would give someone, a regular person with no no nothing coming in, they'd have to give you almost double the propofol to keep you under. Wow! If you if you were just a regular marijuana smoker, wow! But everybody, but there, but he said Gen Z is just they are on all types of stuff, social anxiety, and yeah, there's just stuff, well, and speaks- it's it's being expressed in really crazy ways. I didn't have any intention of going here today, but here we are. I've been, Gigi at Uncover DC has been following the PSSD network, the post-SSRI sexual dysfunction network, because they're trying to raise awareness about what's going on with a lot of people who had been on SSRIs, even for a very short amount of time, who have come off of them and are now suffering basically castration. Um, I have a short clip here. We'll play it real quick. In the US, Audrey had been trying for years to get recognition for the serious sexual side effects of SSRIs. I vigorously reached out to dozens of health journalists, um, every major newspaper and then big city, I, I wrote to them. All those efforts resulted in just a couple nibbles, but um, no follow through. It appeared no one wanted to listen. You know, you'd think to yourself, sex, the media will be interested in sex. It was just the opposite. You know, you mentioned sex and the media shut down. The message has tended to be, well, if we raise something like this, it's going to scare people away from treatments that might help them. By 2019, there were 93.6 million prescriptions in the UK for all types of antidepressants. The number had almost doubled in a decade. What this basically is, is that people who come off SSRIs are experiencing the complete and total loss of feeling, function, etc. in there. And, and drive? And drive. Completely gone. Not only just drive for sex, but drive for anything. They don't feel emotion. They don't feel love. They don't feel pain. They don't feel sadness. And it doesn't matter how long you're on the medicine for. And for some people, it's been decades now and they haven't recovered from it. Okay. And with the study that came out that showed that SRI, SSRIs weren't even, you know, depression wasn't even caused by a serotonin imbalance. And then people are on these SSRIs effing with the serotonin balance in their brain. And there are a lot of people on SSRI medication, a lot mm-hmm. of them. Even in our audience, I'm sure there is a very large chunk of people who are on SSRIs. And for a lot of people, they help. They do. Because they give you that serotonin boost that you need to actually feel okay. Um, but the root of the problem is is incorrect. It is not, doesn't seem to be any way anymore that the body is not producing enough serotonin because it has a malfunction in that production center. It's more that there's something else going on in the body that's causing that to happen. So treating the symptom, not the cause, as per usual, right? Yeah. There's been like a host of people that have gone on a carnivore keto diet who had depression, who have come back and said, holy crap, my depression is gone. Water and meat. Water and meat is is really, it's enough. It's enough to cure a lot of things. So I'm going to be doing a story on this. The guy who runs this foundation reached out to me and um, sent me a whole ton of information. I think it's important. One of the people I talked to who experiences it 
um, was very, very kind and apologetic, but said that because of some people in her family that work for certain places, she can't talk to me because I'm conservative. So that's okay. Oh, well, that's too bad. It Yeah, sucks I, because it, I want the, to help, um, but I... the headlines would have been a lot of, you know, if you take an SSRI drugs and suddenly you're having the best sex of your life, they're going to tell you that's going to be all over the place. Um, No, that'll be all over the place most there. people who take SSRIs, a lot of them have severe sexual side effects from the drug, but they weigh the benefits and the, you know, the, the drawbacks. You know, some painkillers make you gay. Did you know that um, there's some stuff in the water that turns the frogs gay? It's true. It is true. It's true. They're both. They're both true. I was I was watching this uh, this one episode of um, That's This morning, um, because the somebody in the audience thought that me and Matt would have a kick, get a kick out of watching it on a Friday night. And it's true. There, there is a, and I, and I have a, an email from somebody explaining why certain drugs uh, actually gets you to do certain behavior. This one gu
as far as the, what's I can't the, give you the molecular structure, no, 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 I can give you the- what, What's this the input of the body parts? Everything, all the waste, all the body waste, all of that. That's what they told okay, me. the stimulant in. Uh, yes, that's one way again. It's probably not the ultimate way, but it's probably a Diet Coke. Who's organizing that? I would have to say definitely that it has to be in the three-letter agencies. So you are your contention and what you want your your and I'm saying this. You say there's smoke, there's fire. Okay. So if I say to a media person two plus what equals five, and I say three, and the media will immediately say, "How do you know? Did you see a three? That's what it's like. If you go to Vegas and you win a thousand hands in a row in blackjack, do you think there's cheating going on? At the level of 152 billion dollars a year. Yes. Right? This has to be making money for a lot of people, and that cash has to be flowing through. Your contention is it is impossible to have demand at that side and have support. That's correct. And not have yes. some sort of organization. Yes. Then he says this. These are agents. <laughs> These, you're talking agents. These are professionals in the field yeah. in this area. That's correct. And, and I spoke to them about um, looking at why is Putin going into Ukraine? Uh, and then, for example, um, we started looking at the biological, uh, what you could, well, I, I'm going to go to a James Bond film. Can you take, you know, uh, somebody's DNA, half of him is from Switzerland, half of him is from Ireland, and you use that particular code, you could release that gas in a particular area and kill just the, the person that you want to take. If you have their DNA, that you could actually kill them. But now... Um, say they're all Bolsheviks, say they're all Russians. Um, Ukrainians have Russian bloodline and everything. And then I started looking up that. And then I started looking up this Azov Battalion stuff, the Nazis. And then the we were, just find the out. Were, they're worth financing. But, the, but we were told for two years that this is, this is not, it, there's it, no Nazis there. Right. But now there are. Right. Again, th this is another conspiracy theory. See, it keeps changing. It either this or that. See, and this is where it's a joke when, when it, you know, and Americans are seeing this. They're, we're talking about this all the time. But I was giving good data on this, and now I realize, well, wait a minute. Maybe Putin was defending himself. Oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> yep. Could well, it imagine. be? Could it be? Yes, it could. Yes, it is. I, I I want everybody to uh, read or listen to that interview. You know, it's just one guy's opinion who's been doing this work for a very long time now. Years. Everybody wants to say he's crazy. Uh, we'll see. Um, attractive women are more likely to be right wing. But left wing women showed more contempt. I, I don't think that's news to anybody. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all, all, also the uh, the painkiller. That turns you gay is uh, pre pregabalin. Oh, I've never heard of it. P r e g a b a l i n. Pregabalin, got it. Pregabalin, pregable. I don't know how you know. I'm I'm missing something there. Canada, that, Canada. You never know. It could be anyway. Yes. This came out last week, and I didn't uh, talk about it on the show Monday, but it's super important. The Weaponization Committee, the House Judiciary. I'm sorry. And well, yeah, it's the Weaponization Committee sent out a letter to the IRS. Did you hear about this? This IRS agent who went to this person's house, gave a fake name, lied to them to get them to let them inside. Once they let them inside, threatened that they were going to take them to jail 
um, when they were confronted by the police, said they have the right to enter anyone's house at any time, regardless of the reason, and without a warrant. This guy, this over an estate tax that apparently the IRS thought wasn't paid, but actually was paid. So this IRS agent shows up at this woman's house, threatens, first lies to her and says, you know, I just want to come in and talk to you about this thing, blah, blah, blah. Gives a fake name to the woman. The woman lets the guy in and then he starts threatening her with prison and jail and all kinds of stuff for not paying an estate tax that she allegedly owed on a deceased relative's property. Then she produces proof that she paid the tax. She calls the pol- her to her attorney. The guy tells her attorney that he can be in there if he wants to and she has no say about it. Then she calls the cops because she's worried that this is like some fake thing and she's just let some stranger in her house. The guy attacks the police, not physically, opens up an investigation into the police for investigating him. And then when it comes to fruition that the guy gave a fake name and did all kinds of stuff wrong, the IRS comes back and tells the woman, actually, it was just a mistake. It was a big mistake, by the way. Sorry, we didn't mean it. But this whole letter is here. I'll put it in the show notes. It is absolutely mind-boggling to read. Mind-boggling to read. And um, now that I know, real quick, that my sister is watching, Pregablin is called Lyrica, she says. Pregablin. It's Lyrica. I just want to tell you, um, today is her 40th birthday. Happy birthday to my sister. Happy birthday. She's 40. 40. Big 4-0. The big 4-0 on the first day of summer. The solstice. She gets the longest birthday out of anybody. My grandma used to share a birthday with her, and I have tons of pictures of them having cake together every year. Um, but yeah. Born on the salsa. Good for you. <laughs> my sister's texting me right now. Oh, my God. What are you doing? <laughs> I wish I was born on the salsas. She did a face t- a face plant like this. What are you doing? She's very private. She likes to stay to herself. So I shouldn't like when I do things like that. Isn't it crazy, though, that we've already maxed out on sunlight? Yeah, Tomorrow I, we lose a minute. I know. It's very, very sad. Already, We've already maxed out. This is really the end of the summer right here. The summer ends on July 4th. Which, which is another famous birthday in my family. The best birthday ever. Love that birthday. It's my favorite. Um... Okay, let's get into some real stuff. And I got to tell you, not that the stuff we were talking about wasn't real, but I got to tell you something. I, I'm scared. Um, and I really mean that because I have opinions and they're strong opinions. And I feel like if I share them, everybody's going to hate me. And that's a really cr- crappy, crappy, crappy place to be. Well, you should stop sharing that opinion. It's terrifying, but I, I, it's kind of like we sit up here and share our opinions on this show and I have opinions before we talk about them. The Pentagon says that it made a $6 billion accounting error, Frank, so it can send more money to Ukraine. Another 6 billion? Another 6 billion. It's just a little rounding error. They they found, what was it? It was like a month ago. They... They, they found uh, uh, two or three billion. Now they found an additional six. Yes. They, they have an ex- additional six billion to send 
over to Ukraine now. I said, I I wonder if this is what happened right before 9-11 when the Pentagon lost, what was it, how many trillions? Two? Two trillion dollars? They lost two trillion dollars, the Pentagon did? Just a rounding error. It's always, always that. We're talking, it's just, this is not even real. It is, well. Another six billion dollars. Why didn't they find the six before? How did they stumble upon three at first? (laughs) <laughs> now six and then all of a sudden double Cause, because yeah. you know why because the spring offensive the spring offensive w- was was destroyed in the first couple of days they also yeah. like like Zelensky also came out and said it doesn't matter who's president you'll still continue to send me the money I deserve basically paraphrasing like this little weasel and I want to know Frank when did he know when did Zelensky know about all the corruption going on with the Bidens in his country? Was it before or after the perfect phone call? It makes a difference. He knew. I, I mean, and, and to, to what degree? Who knows? Because obviously he was, wouldn't he, when did he quote unquote win his election? And just like a year prior to Trump? Or the same year? It was, it was after Trump, I believe. Or was really? it the same year? Let me see. When did Zelensky, hold on. I'm going to look it up real quick. When did Zelensky win his election? Anyway. 2019. All right. So how how much he knew as he got in there. Maybe he was being briefed along the way. Who knows what is still need to know out there. Obviously, the comedian in stilettos, high heels. Uh, he, what, what is he really... What is he really, as far as importance goes, Zelensky? So I'm sure he was been given some need to know stuff in 2019 when he was he was brought in there in 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 Ukraine. But I, again, Joe Biden was such a he's such a small part of the overall operation. In it's Ukraine, just that- yes, we you. I think you were still out when we did the show about how Spygate and Ukraine tie together and it was a whole hour long show about it it's the devil's playground um real quick before we get into the clips from the brett bear interview with trump my dad was on that painkiller he wants to know if you would like to go on a date frank (laughs) yes yes let's do it (laughs) (laughs) now i'm not saying that everybody who goes on for gabalin (laughs) is turned gay but Uh, you know what i have to go find that other thing there too um uh you you keep going i'll have this by the end of the show oh great okay so all right trump did an interview with actually before i do the trump interview we'll get there i promise there's a lot today that's why so remember hotez from monday we talked about Mm -hmm. hotez he went out on his whole thing talking about how he's being stalked and attacked and 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 you know everyone's coming for him now and he vaccine scientist says anti-vaxxers stalked him after Joe Rogan's challenge. Stalking means criticism in his world. One independent journalist showed up at his house, shook his hand, asked him a couple questions. The internet disintegrated because the guy showed up at his house. Why don't you ask Libs of TikTok how that feels? See how she says what she says. I mean, it's what's good for the goose is good for the gander in media lately. So I don't even really know that I have such a huge problem with what the dude did. He showed up there. He said, hey, it's good to meet you. Shook the guy's hand and asked him some questions. Fine. So this dude is going around crying about how he's being attacked and stalked and people are coming for him and death threats and blah, blah, blah. So I I found this by Dr. Ben Tapper. 
After the mainstream media did a hit story on the disinformation dozen and the press secretary and Biden called us out on national television, my clinic was vandalized, our phones were hacked, we received threats, my home was broken into, my truck was vandalized, my social media account that was reaching millions of people per month was deleted five different times, my PayPal and Venmo accounts were seized. Peter Hotez, you and I are not the same. Talk to even one unvaccinated person who lost their job. Not the same. Nope. Nope. Not at all. I mean, these are the these are the these are the people who were able to continue to go and enjoy their Christmas parties. Yeah. You know, know, that's unmasked, unvaccinated with all their friends celebrating holidays while the rest of us were locked in our homes. Okay. Also, check uh, out James O'Keefe and the BlackRock expose he did yesterday. <laughs> I, that was a good one. So that much going on. I'm going to bring that one up tonight with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer when he's on. Oh, you've got Schaefer on. Yeah, it's 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 been since the election that he's been on. I have a short show tonight, so I'm glad I could get to bring him on and talk about that and also Ukraine. But yeah, the, the, uh, O'Keefe, incredible. Did you see the follow-up, the two-minute follow-up that he... He uploaded late last night. No, what was that? He was. Uh, you can. You should play it. It's like it's like a minute fifty-seven long. He was all at once being spammed. Oh, I see it. And spammed by state governments. He said, "Go ahead." Okay, here we go. Hey everyone, James O'Keefe here. We just um, we just confronted the BlackRock guy. He uh, he ran into a police station. It's wild. You'll see that video tomorrow but in the meantime um, we're getting crazy emails into our proton mail crazy emails it appears to be a denial of service attack every state government is North Dakota Oregon State Department we're getting inundated every second every minute with emails from every State Department of Labor government transportation agency so somehow we've been signed up immediately on all 50 states email listserv and it's making it so that we can't actually see the emails coming in from our sources so whoever's behind this is a denial of service attack and see their um, what it looks like in our proton mail we get notified every time someone messages us <coughs> because it's a source the city of valdez alaska alaska metro nebraska dnr north dakota game and fish <laughs> i mean look at this People are trying to stop us from seeing the messages from our sources. Obviously, to stop our mission, obviously we're with a target. This is what happens when you go after BlackRock. Hello, we're gonna put on the screen for you here. You can go there, submit your tips, and also go to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, submit your tips and information there. Um, they think they can shut us down, but it's only gonna create a Streisand effect, make our stuff bigger. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah. So that was, that was uploaded last, last night. So so a a ver- an email um uh, an inbox version of DNS um denial of service. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the the sources, you know, have have them coming from at least on the surface state governments and state government agencies. Very uh very strange. Very strange. Uh, How'd they thing get there. them all, all at once like that too? Exactly. I don't know. So I don't know if it's real. Uh, but either way, to be to to take on that, to take on that, um, I don't know. That presentation is is an interesting thing because it could just it could have all just been lorem ipsum uh, spam. 
they could have just spammed. It would have been the same exact thing. But to have all this email come from what seems to be state governments and state governments agencies, that's that's just a a, a strange pick in itself. And, yeah. and if they are really the authentic emails of what the hell does that mean that every government, every state and local government in the country has been hacked? And then why do they get them all at the same time? You'd think that they, you know, that why would all those states be sending emails at the same time? Or is it just a first welcome email? It didn't look like it. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Well, we'll keep our eye on that. Okay. Brett Baer and Donald Trump did an interview. I liked some of it. I absolutely hated some of it. Just gotta say it. I know everyone's gonna hate me and attack me. It's happened for the past two days as I talked about this. But I'm the type of person that I can't keep my damn mouth shut for fear of. It's just something I can't do. I'm not built this way. Um, and I'm sorry. I'll apologize in advance if I say something that hurts your feelings or you're upset about. I just, you might not agree with everything I say, but I, okay. Yesterday, the Trump war room put up an ad about DeSantis. Let's play it. Ron DeSantis shut down Florida businesses during COVID, drove away tourism, and used a mandate to keep Floridians from leaving their homes. Governor Ron DeSantis issues a wide-reaching mandate. The party's over in Florida. He wants you to forget, but Floridians remember. We can't stand another three months being shut down. Please, Governor, open us up. It actually shut us down. It just made no sense. We did it for, for the bars and closed the bars down. Lockdown Ron. He failed Florida. Don't let him fail America. Governor Ron DeSantis. Okay. They say lockdown Ron shut Florida down during the pandemic, much more so than other states. Now he's trying to gaslight the American people into thinking otherwise. He's a liar and a fraud who can't be trusted. I don't like being gaslit either. And that's what this ad is doing. Yes, he shut down. Everybody pretty much shut down. As a matter of fact, yesterday in the Brett Baer interview, Trump said that South Carolina stayed open. False. I live here. They did not. They did not. It's false. The beaches were closed. The, you know, the schools were closed for God knows how long. My kids were sitting in their bedrooms trying to learn for two years and couldn't learn anything. My son missed out on half of his middle school career because of the lockdowns in South Carolina. I remember this in 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of your cabin crew, we'd like to inform you that we have officially entered Florida airspace. Now that we're making our final descent, please watch this short message from Governor Ron DeSantis on COVID-19. Thereafter, everyone on board will be required to comply with the state's forever purge. We are not doing any vaccine passports in the state of Florida. We trust people to make their own decisions in this state. We are not gonna be bludgeoning people with restrictions and mandates lockdowns or any of that stuff. As Governor DeSantis stated, while you're within state lines, you do not have to wear a mask. You do not have to get a vaccine. It is against the law for private businesses or schools to mandate masks or vaccines. And you have the absolute right to infect whoever you want, whenever and wherever with COVID-19. Thank you for traveling with us. And please, Enjoy your forever purge. 
COVID-19 is surging again. This is the time to double down. The governor is doubling down. He says students shouldn't be forced to wear masks. If you are trying to lock people down, I'm going to stand in your way. Florida just requested 300 new ventilators. Hospitals are filling up here. There is evidence that children are making up much higher cases that are emerging. The numbers continue to rise across Florida. This fall, don't breathe. This is insane. The Forever Purge. Co- this this was a hit ad against DeSantis by the, the left for opening up Florida when he did. To gaslight everybody into thinking that Florida was somehow the worst state in the country for COVID restrictions is just asinine. I, I don't understand why they would do it. It's like nobody, like... I just don't get the attack line. COVID is not the way to go. Programs with Florida. Potential vulnerabilities Ooh. of the United States and its allies to It's Jerry Nadler at the at the weaponization committee. What it just started? It yeah, it just it just started. According to the indictment, he's still he's the still at the, at the head of, of these these committees. Could yeah. Put at risk the national security of the United States. Oh my God! Like he's like a deflated party of balloon the, of the United States military and human sources and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods. And indeed, the indictment goes on to describe how the former president made such unauthorized disclosures. He's awake. We'll go back. My point being, I I, I can't, I don't get it. And then, you know, the COVID answers, there were a lot of good answers in Trump's, um, in Trump's thing. Like he talked about, hold on. I have the clips here. Here. Here's a bunch of good stuff that Trump did, 100%. Remember this, we took out ISIS, we developed Space Force, I rebuilt the military, I got the largest tax cuts in history, I got the largest regulation cuts in history, I did right to try so that people don't have to die without a chance. We could use space age medical knowledge and we have the greatest labs in the world. I did all of these things and much, much more. Nobody's ever seen it like that. One other thing, Russia, would have never invaded Ukraine. China would never be talking about even the concept of going into Taiwan. Would have never happened. I was getting out of Afghanistan. We would have gotten out through dignity and strength. Instead, it was the most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. 100% true. All of it was 100% true, what he just said. Do you think that China would be trying to invade Taiwan if there was a President Trump in office right now? No, I don't think so. I don't think Russia would have done to Ukraine either. He's right. Space Force, he's right. The economy. Well, it's, it's, again, that's not because Russia did not have a gripe with what was going on in the eastern provinces, which is mostly Russian, uh, which was being brutalized by a CIA regime. I think it'd be mostly because uh, it would have been interesting under President Trump to see whether or not he was going to actually uproot a common bureaucratic enemy that both Putin and the Russian people and President Trump and us have, and that is the alphabet agencies that took over Ukraine. I mean, he tried so, to, he got, impe- he got impeached because he tried to do that. Because, no, because he got a little bit too close. He didn't even, he, he didn't even have the opportunity to really uncover, you know, to, to rip down the walls and expose what was going on beneath the paneling. You know, it was, um, he just got too close. And they, okay. they, Agreed. Agreed. Someone in the comments said it never said it was the worst state to shut down. That ad did not say that. 
But let's not rewrite what's happened over the past several months. President Trump said that New York handled COVID better than Florida. That is bullshit. Sorry, it's bullshit. Well, if he said that. He did. I'll find it. He did. (laughs) This is why I don't watch these interviews anymore. Everything is just so. And I don't. It's mostly infighting. I I think it's ridiculous. It it is ridiculous. We can't rewrite history, though, and just blindly be like, okay, like, because we like you. We're just going to ignore that this is an abject lie, okay? It, I can't do it. I can't do it. Again, misallocation of resources. Attack, attack um, people that are, are actually are actually in your way. And that is the DNC, whatever controls the DNC and their, their puppet incumbent right now, Joe Biden. Especially the, the, if DeSantis can't win. I don't get it. He can't win. Everybody's saying he can't win. The polls say he can't win. Trump says he can't win. Everybody says he can't win. But there is a ridiculous amount of time and energy spent on making him out to be something that he's really not. He's young. He's 43, 44 years old, something like that, a little bit older than me. I don't get it. And there's this whole like loyalty argument being made, which I don't understand either. Ron DeSantis was one of the first people to speak out on in Trump's favor and supporting him on the Spygate thing. One of the very first people to say it was all nonsense and we needed to look into what was happening. He was a member, yes, Trump endorsed him and he made it over the finish line in Florida. Fine. That does not mean you need to pledge fealty to somebody for the rest of your natural life when you went on to be a fantastic governor and everybody thought you were a fantastic governor. Everybody on the conservative side thought that DeSantis was fantastic until they were told they shouldn't. Well, from from a... From a national observation, like from people watching what was going on in Florida compared to other parts of the country, I mean, the you know the Dakotas did pretty good, um, but you know Florida, there was a lot more of a media media attention down there, and people outside of Florida were were very happy with what's going on in Florida. I know plenty of Floridians that even though they are conservative, they were they were happy they were happy to a degree but he was not um he was not without a lot of fault for a lot of floridians that i know well, um even so they yeah. knew that they had it better than new york listen um, listen, th- th- listen that's Frank, a, that's an on. objective reality right there no uh new york did not do better than a place like florida during the pandemic I, or I, during the lockdowns i'm good with i'm not i'm not even and i say this all the time i'm not even discussing Trump shutting down or leaving it to the governors, that whole argument that everybody makes. Because we were in the middle of a pandemic in the beginning. We had no effing clue what the hell this thing was. When the lockdowns happened, I said, this is a bad idea because I knew that that power would then go on to be abused. And I am a libertarian at heart. And I feel like people should make their own damn decisions about what they want to do with their lives. If they want to go out and sit in a crowd of 150 people and, and, you know, potentially get this virus, we have no idea what it is. Okay, fine. However, this, this. Did the COVID vaccine work? It's such an interesting question because not only that, I also did the Regenerons of the world, you know, the whole, we did a tremendous job on that. Uh, But we had a vaccine. Now you have difference. You have different COVIDs. You had COVID-19 and then you have different COVIDs. But we had original was COVID-19, which was the roughest one. So I have a Democrat friend who's very smart. Hopefully he votes for me, but he's very smart. He said, I don't understand one thing about you. I watch your rallies. They're incredible. You talk about beating ISIS. You talk about taxes. You talk about uh, regulation. You talk about everything. 
But you never saw said that I've never heard you talk about how the incredible job you did with the vaccines, because, as you know, I got them done in nine months and it was supposed to take anywhere from five to 12 years. I broke their ass. okay? and you know who doesn't like me too much? The FDA, because they were very bureaucratic and I got it done. And he said, you may have saved in the world throughout the world, a hundred million people. And you never talk about it. I said, I really don't want to talk about it because as a Republican, it's not a great thing to talk about because for some reason, it's just not. For some reason? Yeah, for some reason, because people love the vaccines and people hate the vaccines. Okay. This is my problem. First of all, you should know by now that you shouldn't be bragging about removing the only thing that is there to protect people from companies that have no liability when someone's hurt, which is the trial period where they test these medicines out. Let's pretend for argument's sake that COVID was as serious at the time that he started pushing this as Ebola. Rushing through a vaccine at that point in time would have been something that people could have made a risk benefit about and said, okay, well, this vaccine may be harmful. We're not sure. It was rushed through on an EUA in in record time, but Ebola is killing people. They're bleeding out and it's killing people. I'm going to take the damn thing. That wasn't and isn't the case. The, that's number one. But let's pretend it was. We're here now. How many years later? You cannot keep saying this over and over again. It just demonstrates two things to me. One, you either don't have the data in front of you and not, to know that the, the rushing the vaccine through wasn't a good thing. And that it's harming people in record numbers all over the world. That's number one. Or number two, you do know and you can't stop saying this over and over again because either you're too proud, you're too, you, you feel the, the, the enormous weight of being, you know, behind something like this and can't come out and admit that you had a part in it or whatever. Okay. That is a huge problem and I can't get past it. I try. I can't get past it. It's, it's. It's just something I can't, I can't get past. Which, I don't know. I can't. Oh, I can't. So what does that mean for you? I don't know. I'm on just, I can't make a decision right now. Okay. Yeah, well. How do you do that? I, I, I just feel like everybody's told, people have told them. Like, what is the dysfunction here? I don't get it. Like, okay, DeSantis pushed the vaccine, said, everybody go get vaccinated. Go down to your public supermarket, right? Get vaccinated. We're getting the vaccines in there. And DeSantis also said, we're making it so that monoclonal antibodies are are available to everyone, just like Trump had Regeneron, like he was talking about the therapeutics. Fine. Then DeSantis said, oh, crap. My Surgeon General is telling me this vaccine is harming people. I'm going to open up a civil, uh, a criminal grand jury, and I'm going to stop and reverse course and start really looking into what the hell is going on here. That's perfectly acceptable. Could he have done better? Freaking yeah, it could have been done a lot faster. Me and you were chiming in about this thing from the very second they started developing it. Then there's the riot nonsense that he keeps being pelted with. So this is the thing, like I'm one of those people, there's truth and then there's bullshit And this whole thing about him being responsible for January 6th is just, here's his clip on that. I mean, it's a little long, but um, hold on. I have another one. 
And the election fraud. I can say this. I'm undecided right now because of all the things that I just said and more. Two, the election was stolen in 2020. Carrie Lake's election was stolen in 2022. It clear as day. Both things can be true. I can believe the election was stolen and also be like, holy crap, what am I going to do about this? Because I can't square it in my, I can't get past it. Spirit, emotionally, spiritually, logically, I cannot excuse it away. But I can still acknowledge that the 2020 election was stolen, that the weaponization of, of the Justice Department is causing this man to be put through the ringer on all kinds of things he has. You see what I'm saying? There are people out there, many people who are just like me. They're quiet. They don't speak out because they get attacked. But I can't continue to sit here and just pretend that that stuff doesn't really, really, really bother me a lot. Well, I mean, I, uh, I've, I've always been bothered by the vaccine thing. But um, I don't, you see, I, I, my, my mind is just elsewhere. And I think that there's just so many other, everybody you put out there is going to be deficient in some major way. And for me, uh, voting for Trump always came down for came down to very few things. It was a media war decision. It was a uh, it was a uh, judicial pick decision, I, and that was really it. This time, it, it's it's foreign policy. Um, uh, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, um, for the 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 mix of work he's done on a state level, that people at a time were a little bit more. Uh, able to um, to speculate as how that would play out on a federal level if he ever ran for president one day, he is um, when he when he talks about giving Ukraine everything it needs to defeat Russia and all that other stuff. It's like nope. He has totally Sorry. waffled on Ukraine. Like one well, day. I mean, that's, would... that's all that matters to me because everything else that comes out, if if there's something, if there's something from a diplomatic standpoint that a president can do, it is to avoid war. And to avoid d- deploying the military, you see how Trump staved off all of the machinations of people like John Bolton during the time that he was in office. Um, so it really it comes down to very, very few. I don't and, even and bother. Even, my... And even he even did that while they were like disobeying the commander in chief's orders and, and trying to like finagle right. around. No question. So no question. That's what it's coming down to, because I. Obviously, I'm, I'll always be upset about the vaccine thing, but um, I also have very little, very little invested in in the federal government anymore. So I, I would I'm going with Donald Trump still just because I I I like his record on not expanding or creating new wars. And and I voted for Donald Trump. We didn't have a primary here in South Carolina in 2020 for Trump because he was the incumbent and they didn't run a primary. But I voted for him every single time, every time. We spent years on this show defending this president. Like some people are like, oh, you've just been fake this whole time. Bullshit. That's ridiculous. Okay. Just ridiculous. I, it, foreign policy is, is on my list of important things, but it is certainly not the top of the list. It's, it's not, not for me right now. Well, I mean, vaccine, it's somebody being accountable and, um, and 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 reflecting on something that is now obviously so damaging that that is a a very curious thing but that the 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 real front line on that battle is again individuals and local governments um we we need to we need to just say never ever ever will we put a mask on ever again 
Never will we uh, keep people from being gainfully employed um, with this with a, a medical experiment as a, as the as the 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 price that's paid to uh, a job or anything like that. I mean, that's just something. These are all things that, again, we as individuals and communities and 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 state and local governments that's that's where all the importance is right now it's not so, it's not the vaccine itself it's the, it's the it's not that it's not that he's still championing the vaccine frank it's not that it's that he can't take in new information and reevaluate and he he has there's another whole section in this interview where he praises where he he says that um for every one person that he's now insulting in his administration. There were 10 more that absolutely loved him, right? Ray, um, Bolton. Um, you can go down the list of people that he brought in and praised and championed and then has now insulted and said how terrible they were. And you wonder, like, you just wonder, like, what's well, where, where's, be- well, where's Congress? Where's Congress? I mean, I, again, oh, I have putting... something for that too, Frank. Where's well, Congress? We had the opportunity in 2022 to reshape the entire Congress with real, true patriot candidates that were running. And well, this is what I'm talking about. One person, whether it's DeSantis or whether it's it's Trump, that this is not what is uh, who can, uh, as uh, as disturbing as it is for someone like for someone like Trump to not go the 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 distance and and seeing how a how bad the uh, the vaccine was, for example. It, I mean, we had Congress is the ultimate authority on on what is investigated and what is the is. Yeah. I mean, we, we, it's not one person. Can you imagine so, if if the endorsements that were doled out like candy during the uh, midterms went to people that actually deserved them instead of the establishment hacks that were um, endorsed? That would have been something revolutionary, and we would have had a Congress that might have been able to do something. Um, I just too, I just, too much too much circus madness and not enough practicality. The the presidency is actually not worth this much. But if I'm going to go and make a decision, it's going to be on what is going to avoid war at this point. Everything else is us. It's all our faults. It is we, our fault. Uh, we get well, we mine. get what we allow to happen to uh, us as individuals. We uh, get what we allow to happen. I've been busting my ass for twenty something years to stop this shit from happening. I'm not taking responsibility for it. So that's fine. But this is what I'm saying. Like people don't like, people don't like to hear things that they don't like to hear. And I, I can't not say them just because I'm afraid that people will be mean to me and yell at me and leave me and call me a grifter for some reason when I'm tanking. I could be tanking my entire business right now by being honest. And people will call me a grifter anyway. Is what it is. Is what it is. This is me. Here I am. I'm always going to be like this. That's it for today. I'm going to go watch the weaponization hearing. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val in the basement and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. And also Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on Rumble, Twitter, and Getter. Check out Frank's show. He's got Schaefer on tonight. Um, Monday, Wednesday, or Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern on quitefrankly.tv or Rumble. And we will be back here on Friday. See ya later. <laughs>